You're listening to Voices of Value, a selection of valuable insights designed to help you get more out of your professional and personal life through simple and easy-to-adopt life lessons. If you're keen to enjoy a better quality of life at work and at home, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton. Voices of Value, episode 20. What a week it's been. Pete, welcome. Thanks, Rick. It's great to be here, as always. Haven't it been some absolute vitriolic stuff going on social media about <laughs> at the moment? It's unbelievable. Well, which really stemmed us to bringing uh, our next guest forward we did. From, uh, from a conversation <laughs> we're going to have in about a month or two's time. But, um, but you know, we're, we're, it's all about the now and, uh, and the topics that are, are front and centre right now. But... Um, but look, today's episode may be seen as, well, I guess, a slight bit controversial. However, it's really important to, to listen to this from a, from a balanced point of view as well. And, mm. and we'll give our thoughts and we'll hear from our, our guests um, as, as well as your thoughts, Rick. But, but really important that, um, I guess, we're not on a witch hunt or anything like that. However, really important to get some clarity. And, um, and, and Rick, perhaps you can give us a bit more context around this. So just on social media, there was a, a post in relation to a, a leaders conference where there was four males. And you know, quite rightly, there was a question asked about, well, how can this be representative of a modern real estate practice, let alone a modern business? There's no yep. female voices there. And I thought that made total sense. But uh, other than that being the topic, it was almost like criticising the males for being on that platform. And mm. I, that's when I sort of started thinking, well, hang on, I actually know one of them quite well. He's a friend of mine and someone I know is a great human being. And I'm thinking the stuff that's being written about him just isn't true. So then I thought, well, hang on, but if I'm in that that those shoes and if I'm looking at that I probably would be that passionate again so I, I, it alerted me to speak to a very good friend who I've known since 2003 and someone who I know is a dynamic leader uh, she just happens to be female yeah. and um, she was actually on the front foot wanting to talk to me about it as well mm. and so I thought well hang on rather than us have an off-air conversation why don't we have an on-air conversation which leads us to our our guest today Leanne Pilkington. I guess it's important to to take the heat and take the emotion out of yeah. it um, first and foremost yeah I think that would be the um, that would be the key thing here yeah well I love women <laughs> so yeah, I'm married to one you know uh, I've got a daughter I, I was uh, brought up in a household with three sisters and I know you were outweighed by your th- sisters. My three older sisters, yeah, exactly. so, fair so idea. <laughs> it, it's, it's that, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't really have the answers from our male perspective. We need to get a female perspective in here about what does it look like. We're hearing it all across, not just the real estate industry, across a lot of industries, and it's in, entered into politics now about female quotas and, you know, my my right brain says, surely it's the best person, whether they're male or female, for the yeah. role, but my left brain says, but you won't get any female representation unless you create the environment for the female person to come forward and put her hand up potentially in those male-dominated fields. I've got to be honest, I, I, it's interesting, it's a bit like a reticular activating system, isn't mm. it? Because I, I actually don't look at it like that and maybe that was, yeah, I grew up with um, uh, three older sisters so, you know, got to, you know, be around. Be your boss um, by older women. Yeah, <laughs> the boss. I certainly was, That's that. that is for sure. So I don't really look at it like that. So no. it's actually, it's quite new to me when it, when it gets... You know, when there's a lot of motion in it, and yeah. people bring it front and center. So, hence why you know I like to think I've got a, a balanced view of it because I just see it. It's not, it's not the best woman or the best man. It's the best person. Mm. And uh, and you'll hear me say this in our um, in our conversation that's coming up. 
And one of the things that Leanne talked to me about off air was she said, I get all that, but when it comes down to as an employer, you got down to the final two candidates, you tend to pick the one who's most like you. If they're very similar, you'll pick the one who's most like you. Now, if that's a male interviewing a male and a female, I'm probably going to typically be more like the other male in the actual contest here, so I'm going to go and default to the other males, what her understanding and observation has been. So I thought that was really interesting, and I, I really had to test my memory about that as did I hire. But all of my business managers have been female because I just found that they have a bit of an empathy that males don't tend to have. I look mm-hmm. for strengths in, in certain people in certain roles, and I think in this day and age of you know commissions and GCIs versus the customer experience and repeat and referral business, it's uh, interesting to know which side of the gender is going to work better in those arenas and who better to bring on board than a lady who is a recognized industry leader has been for a fair period of time as both the managing director of Langan Simmons and certainly as the current president of the REI New South Wales a leadership role that she got into from being on the board and someone who has dedicated a fair period of her life to it so I think we should go forward on to the interview Pete and hopefully our listeners will get some value and a balanced sort of uh, interview today. So Pete, someone who really is all over this space, just happens to be a woman too, which I think is fundamentally important, is the beautiful Leanne Pilkington, who has been the Managing Director of Lang & Simmons, a boutique real estate agency in Sydney that is expanding under a real strong banner that kind of mirrors a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about in the lead up to this interview. She's also, more importantly, the current president of the REI New South Wales, which is a position that gives her a great voice. Uh, across all platforms, but nonetheless being about professionalism in real estate and also about the ability to progress women in leadership roles. And uh, so we thought it was important to go straight to someone who's all over it. Leanne Pilkington, thank you for being part of Voices of Value. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, it's been our pleasure to sort of speak to so many people this year that have been absolutely world class, but there's no doubt that there's been a fairly hot topic around, you know, the sort of offerings across platforms of kickstarts, of leadership conferences, of business entrepreneurial conferences, and the, the absolute dominance of the male sort of speaker as opposed to the yeah. female speaker. And there's been that thought about, well, is it because there's no quality female speakers? Is it the fact that we just don't have the opportunities for women that, that, that are out there to sort of shine a light on them? What, what do you believe, and as someone who's been at the top of your leadership game for more than two decades, what, what do you believe is the sort of situation that we find ourselves in right now? I think it's a mixture of things, Rick. I mean, women typically, and obviously everything I say is generalisation. There will be um, exceptions to every rule. But women generally don't push themselves forward in this space. I mean, you actually were the one who convinced me to actually um, start my own speaker journey because we identified years ago when you and I first talked about this that there are not that many females on the speaking circuit, but part of the problem is that we don't ask them. Mm. And uh, women typically underestimate their own ability. Uh, there are some fantastic women principals and salespeople out there, but we have to ask them. We have to say, you know what? I would love to hear from you. Yep. Yep. So you find that you've got to sort of almost encourage someone who may have a great message of value, but probably for their own self-doubt. Is that part of it, do you think? I, uh, I don't know whether I've shared with you my own journey to onto the board of the Real Estate Institute, uh, but I was actually asked to join the board about 10 years ago, and it never occurred to me to put my hand up. Um, I did not 
it didn't occur to me that I had value to add in that space. And the same when it came to be, being president, I was actually asked to put my hand up for that role. And when I was reflecting on that, I thought, you know what, I wonder how many women there are out there that would be really keen to be part of the board, for example, uh, but just have ha it hasn't occurred to them. And so last year, the REI MSW did a Women on Boards breakfast. We sold it out within about a week and a half. There were 70 women who all came just to understand a little bit what, more about what it was about. And as a result, we had a number of women put their hands up. So it's about encouraging women um, that they have got a, an important voice. And one of the ways that you can also encourage them is by having more women speaking at events because our stories are different to your stories and we need to, we can't be what we can't see. So we need women up on stage as principals, as salespeople, as property managers, sharing stories that we can relate to a little bit more than maybe some of the stories that we're hearing right now. I think that's a great point is it's, it's been relatable and yeah. really showing that, that, that empathy and so forth in terms of the client, the customer, uh, the team members and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, it's just every year when I hear a female speaker, you just, I don't know, there's just, an, a, a, it goes to another level of engagement, I believe, in terms of yes. that. So there is so much to give, but again, it gets back to how do you instill that confidence and, 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 and get the, the voice heard far more? It's about asking the question. Uh, to, to Lee Woodward's credit on that, um, on one of the Facebook posts that, we all saw last week, he said, if there are any women out there that are keen to speak at events, let me know. And he had a number of women uh, that put their hand up. And I think part of the problem is, you know, as a conference organiser, I go to the people who I've got relationships with. Mm. And so if the conference organiser is a man, often his relationships are going to be with other men and they're the people that are easiest because, as we know, a lot of the time people don't get paid for these things. So you, you're calling favours all the time. Maybe some of the women aren't as high profile. They're not as known as well as some of the blokes. They don't have the relationships that then allow them uh, to be uh, thought of mm. in this space. So what do we think? It's a bit like the chicken and the egg, isn't it? What comes first do you think? Is it the fact that they've got the talent but then don't get asked or is it that they – maybe think they've got the talent uh, but don't have a track record yet? What what could be the answer there, do you well, think? Well, th obviously there's no point asking someone to speak who hasn't got the, the talent and hasn't got the track record. Yeah, It's not about tokenism. You know, that is absolutely not what it's about. But it's about recognising the successes across the board and then actively looking for those people and for con conference organisers to be conscious of it and to be conscious of the fact that we need diversity in our speakers. Mm. That's the key, isn't it? It's the it diversity. Is. Yep, yeah. mm. exactly. Well Pete, well, Pete and I were speaking to Paul McGee uh, just two weeks ago, Leanne, and I know you listened to that interview and you've known I did. Paul as yeah. well. And, you know, we were talking uh, off air and he said to me, you know, he said to me, mate, you know, one of the best speakers I ever heard at that sort of event that we did was that lady, I forget her name, but, you know, she won the gold medal for you guys and that was Elisa Camplin. And she seems yeah, to be a speaker who can go across lots of different industry boundaries because of the fact that her message is universal. My whole view on yeah. this is 
I really don't care who's up on the stage. I'll listen to a voice of value, whether they're male, whether they're female, whether they're old, whether they're young, whether they've come from obscurity, whether they're famous. Of course. If they've got a message, and you and I share this belief about content, we're content-driven. So if the content's great, I don't care who delivers it, whether what they're wearing and and what they look like. I don't – it's not a beauty contest. You do care about their shoes. I always care about their shoes, but then I learned that from you because, you know, when I'm around you, you are the master of uh, shoes. But uh, I I still – I have a gut feeling that it's a bit of an appearance thing i think that some women feel like maybe they're going to be judged harshly if they're up on a stage in front of 500 people 5,000 people or whatever uh, because i've tried to coach uh, other other females and you were so kind to say that i sort of started your journey not not true all i did was sort of basically said you know you've got a voice of value and you should be sharing what you do and, do and you share yeah. yeah but you'd be staggered you know how many um, conversations i've had with women like that who say oh yeah but i just couldn't open up myself to be criticized or critiqued or or whatever really? yeah and so uh, but I, and i'm not saying See, that's men don't another feel lesson it. you taught me if you don't value the person don't value the <laughs> that's right. that. well i mean you know one of the things that i think you and i both understand and agree on is it wouldn't matter how good you are we could get a hologram yep. of abraham lincoln delivering an absolute inspirational speech and someone would have thought yep. gee you could have shaved you know so it doesn't really matter what you're doing someone <laughs> so i think the key though is um and one of the things that we're trying to do in the as you know i've got a network uh, called real women in real estate yep. we've got about 2,000 members across the country. We're heading to Tasmania and the Northern Territory for the first time this year, which is very exciting. But one of the things that we're doing um, with those, um, with that network is to encourage women within the group to get up and speak to the group Mm. because it's a friendly group. It's only a small group of people usually um, and it's um, it's not as intimidating as having to stand up on a conference stage, and I think if if people seek the opportunities to to speak in small settings, they'll start to get their confidence and start to find their voice. Yeah, that's a great tip, actually. Yeah, I was listening to an, a brilliant uh, interview this morning, a podcast from Tim Ferriss, um, who I consistently listen to. He's just such a yeah, such a brilliant guy. So Susan Kane, uh, she delivered a magnificent TED Talk and I encourage everyone to go and listen to it. But she talks about being an introvert from the start and the coaching that she went through to um, – she's written – she's now an, uh, an author, written some fabulous books and, and delivered the most amazing TED Talk and was talking about that coaching and how to actually build yourself to get back on stage. And she spoke about the coach yeah. that she went through. And it initially started from just uh, just having the conversation on the couch and then all of a yep. sudden, then a couple of days later, then it moved to the stage and so forth. So I think, yep. yeah, I, sometimes we think of the whole big picture. I need to get up in front of a thousand people and do whatever. It just starts from from one conversation with one person to maybe one conversation with five and then one to ten. Exactly. And then, yep. and then sort of build it from there. If you're just hearing it from a male point of view, it just gets far, you know, it just gets weighted and, 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 and the and other just, problem with that is that women watching those speakers or listening to those speakers can tend to think, well, you know what, my life's not like that. I can't do what he does because I have got all of these other responsibilities. Um, And not all women in real estate obviously have children, so that's Mm. not relevant for everybody. But like I said before, you can't be what you can't see. So we need to have those different voices and those different people across all of the stages so that people, people look and think, you know what, I can I can really relate to that story. Mm. Yeah, I think the other thing is that Meryl Streep. I heard her interviewed a few years back on a uh, a talk show in the UK, and she said one of the things that's different between men and women actors is that women are less 
involved in the ego of the award and more about the work yep. that they do. And I think sure. I think some of that does bleed across into, you know, the conference platform and the real estate space as well, sure. um, where they don't need their ego stroke to get walk across and say, oh, no. X amount of GCR, I did so many deals or I did this or I did that. No. They're actually just saying, you know what, I actually solved which of my two children got the last bicky in the bicky barrel as well as put a deal together. And I know which one I'm more proud of. <laughs> they, don't, they don't seem to yeah. think that that's got some currency. Yet to me, the person who can sort that negotiation out is probably a better negotiator than someone who's just sold a million dollar property. For sure. And I mean, men typically will attribute their success to themselves. Women, on the other hand, will go, oh, look, I had great support. I've got a great team around me. Oh, I was lucky. Whatever it is, they tend to downplay those successes it's it's just the way that we're just wired differently and again what as we talk about this all the way through the podcast we need to keep on stressing we're just generalizing here we're not we making are. any Absolutely. personal statements we're not making any because that was the no. thing that you and i spoke about leanne off air was the yeah. fact that you know that post when it went up live one of the guys that was actually on that platform is one of the most amazing guys i know most of the yep. you know he, the first 21 members of his team 16 of those are female yet he was yeah. being lumbered in with this he's misogynist and he doesn't sort of you know he it, like he had no clue what was going on no. in terms of that sort of stuff so that's where i get a little bit frustrated i'm thinking if, if, but that's if, not really the, that's not really the point though. I'm sure all of those guys are awesome people and have fantastic teams and you know have diversity in their own teams. But the point is, what we're being shown as successful as these principles can help you become better principles. Yeah. They're four guys that are all relatively around the same age. Yeah, yeah. You know, leaders, Stereotypical. leaders in, this, mm, yeah. in this country, leaders in this country um, are typically. Um, straight, white, able-bodied men aged between 40 and 69. They're typically the people that lead in Australia, but that is only 8.4% of our population. Yeah. Yep. So we're getting a very shallow conversation. So we're getting a very shallow talent pool and obviously then that just sort of gets then those organisations sort of build up in their image and and it just repeats 20 years down the track with the underlings that come on through and I kind of I kind of get that that's why I was so thrilled and you know I genuinely was so stoked when you got your role with the REI New South Wales because already I'm seeing the benefit of what you've been able to bring to the table not just in fashion um, but (laughs) more importantly just the way that you get the ability to say there's got to be professionalism. There has to be an improvement right across the board, male, female, young or old, it doesn't really matter. As an industry, we've all got to get better and you don't really care who's bringing the solution to the table. My my thing is how do we get more female speakers, how do we get more women uh, into that space and get them onto those platforms because I think that's really – because we're very good at describing the situation and the problem and we're probably also good at – explaining why it probably has been that way for time immoral. But how do we get that fixed? Yeah. Could I just break in here, well, Leanne, just, just quickly, yeah, sure. so, sorry to interrupt, but I think it's, I think it's uh, from, a, from a male point of view, I think it's encouragement, and I'll just speak from my own you know, um, viewpoint here, that I think it's in, males encouraging other males to broaden yeah. their horizon and their awareness around who yep. is actually making the noise in the industry. Because I think males are, can be quite guilty of being a little bit dismissive. Um, yes. Oh, yeah, she, 
uh, you know, she's this or she's that or she, yeah, yeah, they went, went with yeah. her because she's got a skirt and all that. I've, I've just heard some ridiculous things mm. um, over the years and so forth and yeah. just very dismissive around how they go about their business. And it's, yeah. and I think, you know, we've got a responsibility as males to, to, to pick up other males and so forth and, and really encourage. Because I, I can tell you right now there's two in, um, particular speakers that I got to the stage um, at Eric because of a conversation and just said to them, you've got to get up there. You've got a story worthy of sharing and so forth. Let's yep. work on getting your story out. So I think if we're doing more of that, giving the confidence, exactly. um, yep. I think that's important. Mm. I completely agree. I think that is the key um, to be aware of it. Um, I consciously, when, when we do our events, we, we consciously look for diversity. I've got Val Timms, who's an awesome yeah. principal um, in Adelaide. She's flying over to speak at our event um, tomorrow. So we consciously look for diversity. And I think, I'm, you know, we need to encourage all people that are organising events to do that. But yeah, encourage the other, encourage women to be to be part of it. And it's why we were talking briefly about quotas, um, Rick, when yeah. we chatted the other yeah. day. And I was always very anti-quotas. I was always, it's the best person for the job. It yeah. shouldn't matter whether it's a man or woman. But the reality is that we tend to like people that are like us. Mm. And so if we've got two people in front of us that have both got the same qualifications, we're going to go, you know what, I don't know why. I just feel more comfortable with her. Or, mm. or with him. Mm. And men are typically going to feel more comfortable with blokes and women, on the other hand, are more comfortable with women. But it's the men that are often in the decision-making position. Yeah. And that's why quotas, I think, sadly, um, are important. This is about, you know, giving – and what I'd love to hear from you is a key message – to the women out there as to how they progress themselves forward. And that by and you would have worked around a lot of people and how do we get balance and how do we sure. actually step up and so forth. Um, how, what key message would you have for that? Well, firstly, um, balance is very individual. Um, so don't let other people tell you what is balance for you. I work really hard. I work very long hours, but I feel like I've got a fantastic life. I'm happy with where I'm at. So don't let other people um, place their expectations around that on you. You do what works for you and your family in your life and own it. Um, it's not for other people. Uh, but you also have to be clear on what it is that you want to achieve and what it's going to take to achieve it. Things, are, you know... It, you have to work hard. Um, I went back to university at the age of 40 and did um, an MBA, for example, because I felt that I was I had the job title, but I didn't feel like I had the skills that I needed. When I decided that I wanted to go and actually do um, some speaking, I went and I studied it. I, um, I spent time and I spent money, invested money, in actually getting better at it because I need that. I'm not just, I'm not a natural at it. I needed to work at it to make myself comfortable, to know that I was putting my best self forward. So I guess the message is be clear on what it is that you really want, work for it, and don't let other people place their judgments on you. 
Yeah, that's a great answer. And thinking back to when you started off, because obviously you've you know you're experienced and time tested in yeah. this industry, and you would have come through that more heavily male dominated era of leaders, and oh. or you know whether they be presidents of the REI or REI New South sure. Wales or wherever you might be, sort of around the country if you're in the real estate business or in any business. I'm sure that there's lots of reference points for male dominated leaders, but very few for maybe yeah. female. Who are your who yeah. are your sort of uh, north stars, if you will? Who are people that stood out for you as someone that you want to emulate and be more like from a, a female perspective? Um, I hate to say this, but I didn't really have anybody. Um, and I was promoted to the, my role at Lang & Simmons by uh, the then owners, Rob Farrell and Tony Anderson, two commercial real estate agents. And they had more faith in me than I had in myself. And whenever anybody tried to go over my head to the owners of the business, they were very good at going back and saying, no, no, Leanne runs this business. You'll need to talk to her. So I really had fantastic male champions, um, male support, and I couldn't have got there without them. And so I will always grateful for what they did for me. Mm. Yeah, great. There, there's that there's that key thing about supporting yep. those around you as well, and not just saying there you go, there it is, see you later, and uh, uh, yeah. just that 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 support all around is just a vital key component. Well, it's a consistent message, isn't it? And again, as you said earlier, Pete, none of us are as good as all of us, and you know, so it's all about us supporting and encouraging and being the cheerleaders, and obviously shining the light as a, as someone that's been there and done that as you are, Leanne, and you're consistently looking yeah. for the next best sort of person to bring through your leadership team and. You know, yeah. I, I know your immediate executive team. You've got some amazing women. You've got a, a, an amazing male who I just love and adore. And, you know, we won't give many names because if we sort of miss someone out, it would be a bit like acceptance <laughs> exactly. speech at the Logies will we'll, mm. we'll have certainly, Correct. you know, annoyed someone. But, you know, clearly I think there's some clear, clear messaging then that we hope our listeners are getting the value from. Mm. So, Leanne, I don't, I don't want to miss an opportunity because um, you are an incredible person that, that I know a lot of people in this industry look up to and have looked up to for a long, long time. And that's not limited to males or females. I'm talking people. And I look up to her because she's a lot taller than me. She wins those platforms, my God. <laughs> Most yeah. people are, Rick. Come on. Thank you. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but I don't want to miss an opportunity to talk about a little bit about business and what you're seeing sure. in, in an industry that's um, forever changing and so forth. And you know, you're a mover and shaker and, and, and you're demanding greatness. You know, I know you demand greatness from yourself and certainly from this industry as well um, in terms of a, a training and development viewpoint as well. What do you think are the, the biggest challenges we face, A, and B, second part to the question is what are what are the key things that, um, that you're looking to put in place to, um, you know, to, to shift people's, I guess, thinking and, 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 and grow this talent pool? Yes, well, that's a big question. Um, certainly, there's a lot of noise in the, the industry at the moment, uh, not just with what's going on with the market, but what's going on with technology. And there's so much confusion. It's really hard for people to know what they should be um, shifting to and how they can uh, leverage technology. We're doing a lot of work in the in the real tech space, and we don't think that robots are going to take over um, our jobs, but we do think that um, agents that are able to leverage AI technology are going to take over from agents that don't use it. Um, I think that consumer expectations have changed and they have changed forever. And so the way people get into the market, the way people research the market, 
everything has changed. And so we need to be really mindful of that and we can leverage technology to make sure we're delivering great one-on-one experiences for our clients that we just can't do. We can't do at scale unless we use technology. So that's just looking at all the noise and all the new products and startups that are coming out. That's really complicated um, for so many agents and it gets them to take the eye off the ball, which they can't afford to, Mm. uh, the way the market is uh, right now, particularly in Sydney. I um, I know it's tough all over the country. And um, it's going to be very interesting to see what, um, what 2019 brings. But like most people, I think that um, our, um, our market situation, coupled with the Banking Royal Commission, coupled with in New South Wales a state, a state um, election in March and then a federal one in May is going to mean 2019 is um, an interesting, at least the first half of it, it's going to be really interesting. You've been a, uh, a big spokesperson on on the development side of things, and particularly people's entry levels and and the training and so forth associated with For someone sure. starting in the yep. industry. How has that fallen down? Well, where, do, where have you seen those? Well, those pitfalls? I mean, back in the back in the old days when I became an agent, it took me three years part time to to do that, and I had to have two years experience before I could become licensed, and then. The, the government in New South Wales decided that they wanted more competition and the best way to do that was to lower the barriers to entry. So pretty much uh, you have to um, train longer to be a barista in New South Wales than you do um, than you do to become a real estate agent. It's scary, isn't we, it? Uh, it is. It's absolutely frightening. And we saw a 20% increase in agent numbers between 2014 and 2016. Um, the market was hot. People looked at us and thought, wow, that's an easy way to make money. It takes less than a week to, you know, to get a certificate. I'm in. And so that's, um, you know, we're paying for a little bit of that uh, now with some of the quality of agents that, that, you know, are out in some of our markets. The government um, back in March of, 2000, of uh, 2018 uh, agreed, they passed through Parliament, the uplift in our training and education requirements but unfortunately fair trading still have not written the regulations that need um, to be put in place before that can become um, law Mm. and so we've got we're in the situation where we've got uh, um, a minister in New South Wales who loves to go on about dodgy agents yet doesn't do what needs to be done to to help us actually raise the standards so it's very frustrating but we will um, as Barack Obama said, we can accept the world the way that it is, or we can work to way the way work towards the way it should be, and that's what we're that's what we're going to continue to do. Mm. Well, all power to you. I know you've got that sort of passion in you to leave your presidency better than you found it, and that's no disrespect to anyone who's come before you. It's just that no. that's, that's the nature of you and. You know, you've been a very close friend of mine for the better part now of uh, 17 years. So uh, I've known each year how you've just strived to get a little bit better, Pete. Isn't it, isn't it refreshing to have, to listen to someone like Leanne and have someone like that who's a spokesperson, like head mm-hmm. of the Institute, you know, more people like this in, in, in key roles like this that just share that passion. You, you just automatically – I mean, I just sit here as a uh, – you know, as an agent, as a as a leader of a team uh, and an organisation, and just um, and just feel like I'm in good hands. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think that you <laughs> know, we, we. But if there's one alarming thing I've heard throughout this whole interview, it's the fact that Leanne, this wasn't even on her radar until someone asked her about it, and then because the thought was popped yeah. in her head, then she thought, 
oh, well, uh, yeah, I probably do have the skill set. Yeah, I probably do have the drive. Yeah, I probably do have the opportunity. Yeah, I'll, I'll come forward. So I think what we've learned out of this interview today is that we've got a common goal. We just don't have a common way of getting there, and I think that's the challenge. And so the one way for sure I can guarantee you we're not going to get there is to have vitriolic sort of attacks on social media right. against males and females. That's the one way we can certainly put this whole thing it's back a decade. Not, yeah. It's not. It's just not useful. And you know um, that I really didn't want to get pushed into the women's corner, if yeah. that makes sense, um, because it's not about that. Some of my closest friends, in fact, a lot of my closest friends are men. Men make great real estate agents, just like women do. Yeah. Um, it's just that we're we're wired really differently, and we both need to understand that about each other so that we can encourage each other and lift each other up. I agree. That's no. the key point, isn't it? It's encouragement. Yeah. And, and just yeah. just have a look at that balanced viewpoint. I mean, you can't yeah. be looking at the male side of things and, and, and give a great cross-section of the marketplace or, or a workplace. It just does not work. Mm. And uh, I think no, all of exactly. us um, – None of us are as smart as all of us, and I think we all need to get behind this and uh, and just ensure it's it's not about the best man or the best woman. It's about the best person, and Correct. to ensure that we're um, we just want to lift the standards, you know, right across, don't we? So right we've, across. We've, yeah. you, you've got our vote. We're all over it. We, <laughs> we, we support you, Madam <laughs> President. You. We are very, I very, very comfortable with that. But I I think in closing, if uh, anyone's listening to this interview and wants to get in touch with you, Leanne, either through your networks, which is you know the the, the events that you run around the country for um, yep. you know the the female women in real estate your networks could you just give a, a quick shout out to your uh, network so that uh, people can join if they want to absolutely so we've um, we've got the real women in real estate so we've got a Facebook page and we've also got um, our website www.rwire.com.au uh, you can follow me on Instagram, um, the Leanne Pilkington, LinkedIn, and also my email address is leanne at lsre.com.au. Very, very happy um, to hear from anybody who just needs a little bit of help, um, a little bit of encouragement to take that first step. Well. As someone who's known you for close to almost two decades now, I know that that's your number yep. one goal. You love to shine the light on others, but the fact that you're actually in in the spotlight right now and prepared to be a, a voice of reason, a voice of value and a voice of opportunity is something that we're really appreciative of and certainly to come on Voices of Value is something that we want to do with you as you knew. You were sort of scheduled for later in the uh, the month. We brought it forward oh, because we um, yep. we thought that this was an important topic to sort of uh, touch on. We don't have all the answers. What we do know is, though, the one thing that unites everybody hopefully listening to this right here right now is, is that we know that we are going to be better with inclusion and we know that we're going to be better with diversity, far greater than yep. segregation and or this sort of monopoly of you know, what these particular voices look like on these platforms. So from all of us, we say thank you for shifting your schedule around. You've got a very busy day tomorrow with your uh, network sort of uh, kickstart and the fact that you've sort of given yep. up a fair chunk of it as your husband is now drinking up a bar tab downstairs, which is a worry. Oh, that's but, a worry. Uh, yes, that's it okay. is. <laughs> that's to be expected. Okay. But Leanne, thank you again for you, uh, making the time to be a part of us and we wish you continued success in your role as president of the REI New South Wales and more importantly in your ongoing role as a leader, thought leader and absolute cheerleader in the game of real estate. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks so much for having me guys. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks Leanne. 
we trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. If you're keen to enhance the quality of your life even further in the future, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your preferred podcast source. Our website is voicesofvaluepodcast.com and we welcome both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice, and the value-added way.